I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is. You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello and welcome to the best movies you've never seen. This is a podcast about movies that you likely have never seen. I know for a fact that my co-host Trevor Long has never seen them. My name is Stephen Fennick. I've seen them many times. But it's great to get Trevor's take on it for the very first time. Trevor, welcome. Great to be here. I enjoy uh, discovering new things. And you enjoy most of them, my recommendations. I'm sorry about most last of week. Them, mate. Yeah, I know you're still upset about I'm, last I'm a week. Bit upset, I'm a bit upset about that. You know, sometimes the yeah. uh, cards just don't fall the way you want them to, mate. Yeah, I thought being a car movie, you'd be into that. But anyway, mm. let's get on with it. This week's uh, episode is about In the Line of Fire. This released in 1993. Stars Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Rene Russo as well. And it was directed by Wolfgang Peterson, who has directed a few great movies, including not including The NeverEnding Story, which you got wrong last week, <laughs> okay. uh, and also Outbreak which, we're, up. Outbreak, which we're doing. But not Executive Air Decision. Air Force One, which we're doing. But Executive Decision, we are doing in the next few weeks. So stay tuned oh, for that. We? That is okay. a good movie. Uh, this was a film written by a gentleman named Jeff Maguire. Now, he wrote this script... And it was one of those scripts that it was just knocking around Hollywood for a decade. No one picked right. it up. They're thinking, eh. And Interesting. Yeah. So it was just there. Which is the story yeah. of Hollywood, right? You Absolutely. always hear about yeah. piles of scripts on desks and, and one shopping thing, around you know a script. What? And one, it just it needs one person to read it. One needs someone to champion that script. Yeah. Rob Reiner's Castle Rock Entertainment decided to uh, secure the rights to Jeff Maguire's screenplay. Can I just make a statement just about to, Castle Rock Entertainment? Yeah. And I'm, I'm skipping ahead to yeah. the run through here, but I know yeah. you won't be covering it. Yeah. The Castle Rock uh, imagery logo yeah, in this yeah. is quite long compared to the one at the end of Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same length as the one at the start of A Few Good Men. I know, but it's just, it's a very, it's a well, it's the movie da, length da, intro. Da, da, <laughs> and I'm like, get on with it. Come on. Anyway, All right. That's a weird observation from okay. me early on. Well, I think yeah, they must have a movie intro. <laughs> yes. And the Seinfeld. Yes. Intro, which yeah, is the it. TV one, the movie one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they paid him a million dollars for the wow. screenplay. A million. There you go. Boy. So you're shopping around for 10 years yeah. and then suddenly million. someone goes, you know what? It's good. Million. There's a check. But you know what happens in Hollywood, mate? 
a director gets attached, and then a star yeah. gets attached, and then suddenly you got a you green you got a green light. You need a you know once they they thought well hang on Clint Eastwood. Hello, Wolfgang Peterson. Hello. Does he get a million bucks and then nothing else? Like, well, I don't know how the sometimes deal is they might do deals. That they get they do uh, like pay or play. So sort of, I think they do. Well, here's here's a here's half a million for the script, so we own it. And then if we make it, there's another half a million for you. Uh, That's perhaps how it goes. Because right, okay. a lot of the time, and this is my observation and books I've read about Hollywood, is that a lot of studios buy scripts so that no other to, studio to stop can make anyone it. else yeah, getting so it. no yeah, one else yeah, gets yeah. it. So they've got it. So they own yeah, it. Right. That, that's how it works. But anyway, million dollars jumps in, mate. Wow. Um, and this, would you believe, this movie being, it's, it's about uh, Clint Eastwood's a, a secret service agent. Yep. He's an undercover agent. This is the first time ever that the actual secret service cooperated to make the movie. Really? They cooperated. There's a lot them. of presidential yeah. movies out so there. So they thought, you know what, we're going to help you guys. Nice. Yeah. Now, had you heard of this? Had you not heard of this? What's no, the story? Oh, oh, Give God. me your thumbnail. What oh, all of that? Uh, Clint Eastwood running, uh, running of thing. beside yeah. the car. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think. Oh, you, you know that now. But yeah. um, I, I've actually seen a few presidential movies. Okay. Uh, I can, I can. Rem- I wouldn't remember them, but I know yeah. I've watched. I like the idea of the president. You've watched stuff, the West so Wing a million times. Obviously, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually think I've seen Air Force One. I don't remember what happens, but I yeah, think I've Ford. seen it. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I, I like the idea of the presidency, so yeah. I've definitely seen movies about it. Absolutely. I, but I'd never heard of this, no. Okay. And and then, you know, clicking, like, honestly, and you'll get to this in a second, but what a cast. Yeah, good cast. Like, top to bottom. Yeah, good Even cast. bit players. Yeah. Even a guy from Seinfeld. Even a guy from uh, <laughs> the uh, West Wing. As, uh, well, who are you talking about? The young bloke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, what's his name? Jo- Josh Molina. Joshua yeah. Molina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good eye, mate. Good yeah. eye. Well, uh, this was nominated for three Oscars. Wow. Best Supporting Actor for John Malkovich. I reckon it didn't win any. Outstanding. Uh, best Original Screenplay for our man Jeff Maguire. Yep. And Best Film Editing. And what did you say? It didn't win any. Didn't win any. Didn't it? Yeah, no, didn't win bummer. any. You're right. But I, I got to tell you, yeah, I would have given Malkovich the. the oh, Oscar. he was a genius. I love there, him. A, I love we'll, him in this movie. We'll get to it, but there's yeah. a scene where I went, "That man is an yeah. is an amazing actor, absolute genius." I bet you you know what scene it is too. I've uh, got several in mind. Uh, the New York Times uh, review said it's movie making of the high, smooth commercial order that Hollywood prides itself on, but achieves with singular infrequency. That's a good. Good review. So that's basically saying it's it's it pure Hollywood. Did a good job. That there's yeah, not a lot of, and it still managed to stay unique. Nice. Washington Post. It's not the deepest thematic concern you ever saw on screen, but it's watchable, great fun. Oh, I agree with that. Again, that's a really good review. That is a great review. Righto. This is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to take a deep dive into In the Line of Fire. If you have not seen it, you can catch it on Fetch. Take advantage of the uh, voice search and just simply say In the Line of Fire and your Fetch box will do a universal search uh, for In the Line of Fire and you'll find that it's available on Netflix for you to watch. And uh, if you're a subscriber, you can just jump in and watch with ease. And the other great thing about the uh, the search on Netflix, I talked last week about the, the operating system, the user interface, but... It's the depth of information. So you could just search for Clint Eastwood. And obviously yep. this will be one of the movies, but there'll be other movies there. So if you enjoy something, like a director or an actor, you can then dive into more of their content, more of their movies, which is a great way to enjoy content. So Fetch has got it all. It's got thousands of movies, lots of channels, free-to-air, streaming services. It's the ultimate and, and ideal home entertainment box. You can get details at fetchtv.com.au. And most importantly, you can pick one up at a bunch of uh, internet providers and, of course, major retailers. Righto. You have now watched In the Line of Fire. Mm.
Just give us, don't give us your review, your mm. full review. Just give us your first impression. Oh, after I, that I enjoyed first watch. the fact that um, that that it was, you know, you know me. I love that it was real. based in the real world. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm glad you said that about the Secret Service because it did yeah. feel um, like we were getting more of a Secret Service look than you normally do. Yeah. Um, I think the general story. I can see the script being appealing. Yeah. But I can also see the script being challenging. Like when you look at yeah. it, you go, that's a lot to do there. Lots, and you can see why it maybe yeah. got, you know, passed around a bit. Um, and I think that, again, the thing that stands out to me most here is the cast. Mm. It's, this is, I think, I, I love that review. This is Great pure cast. Hollywood. Yeah. This is real Hollywood solid, stuff. Solid, solid yeah. cast. Yeah. And so for I me, I, I would, my tweet for this would be if you want to see an all star cast do a, a presidential movie that's a thriller. Yeah, in the line of fire, a couple of gun gun actors going against each other too. Yeah. It's really really Spot great, on. great work. Uh, I did see this at the movies. Yeah, it was in early '93. I think it was one of the first movies my so wife and busy, I saw as a married HSC. couple. Busy doing the HSC. You were you now, you idiot. All right, I was married at the time. I got, <laughs> I got married in 1992, yeah. so this All was right. early '93. I think, and it was one of the first movies that my wife, my wife and I saw together. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just and you've lasted this long. That's remarkable. Was, was always a big fan of Clint Eastwood. Love yeah. his stuff. Also a big fan of Wolfgang Peterson's movies. Mm. Uh, and he's a, it's a favourite in my movie library. I do nice. like this. And every time it comes out, there's a better version of it comes out. Uh, I'm waiting for it to come out. I don't think it's on 4K yet. Anyway, but I always, I've got a few copies of it because I know that the quality gets better and the extras get better too. There's a lot of good stuff on it. Let's talk about the great cast you mentioned. Our man Clint Eastwood plays Frank Horrigan. Now, have you seen any of these other movies? Unforgiven, The Western. Don't think so. Dirty Harry. Don't think so. Million Dollar Baby. No. That was when he plays, uh, you know, um, Hillary Swank's a boxer and he trains her. Right. Um, Grand Torino. Is that the drug runner one? No. Okay, I've seen that one. Okay. Not, not Grand Torino, though. Now, you'll be surprised to you learn. Seen, there's one that's yeah, like a drug Yeah, it's called runner. The Mule. Yeah, that's it. I've, I've seen, seen that it. one. Yeah, I've seen it too. Yeah. Do you like that instant recall of the name there, mate? Yeah. Clint Eastwood, you'll be surprised to know, initially turned down this movie. Really? Yeah. He said, yeah, I don't know. He, he apparently said, look, he was, at the time of making the film, he was 62. Yeah. And his character was only supposed to be in their 50s. And he, he, they said, yeah, you can pull that off. Did you get him as a 50 in his 50s? No, in that movie I got or? him. He, he looked You got old. him older? <laughs> and I'll be honest, that, I struggled with that a bit with the Rene Russo thing. Uh, it was a bit like, that's a bit. Like old on, enough mate. to be your daughter sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, what are you doing, mate? Really? Yeah. Oh, and that felt weird. Good, that felt uncomfortable hey, to me. Good luck to him. He's a, uh, sure, I was yeah. watching it with my 16-year-old son, okay? <laughs> So, okay. yeah. Well, there's not too much. No, no, no. There's not too much just, graphic stuff it in just, it, mate. Honestly, you're a bit old. Okay. Okay. Get over yourself. Mate, he's allowed to have a bit of fun, mate. What's wrong with that? All right. Well, she should <laughs> know better. <laughs> Maybe she got daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other great actor is uh, John Malkovich. What a I'm what sure a... you've heard of him. Yes. He plays Mitch Leary, although he's got a few other names in the movie. Uh, he was in Dangerous Liaisons. Mm. Um, he was also in Red. With uh, I think there was Bruce Willis, Helen Mirren in that as well, and he was also in a movie called Being, Being John, John Malkovich, Malkovich. Yes, and he's in it. So that was it's a bit of a is that the one where it's, it's like inside movie, his head? Yeah, thing? it's a movie that sort of turns around on itself. It's sort of you're thinking, is this a movie? Or I'm not what sure am I, I want to see that. Stephen. Yeah, it's it's no, it's it's sort Do of. Do not put it on the list. Well, it's not on the list yet, but it, it is worth a watch because it really does sort of bend the rules of a movie. Really. Okay, right. And our girl Rene Russo, who you uh, says need to improve her taste in men, uh, she plays Lily Rains, 
and she was in the Thomas Crown Affair, the right. remake of Thomas Crown Affair okay. with opposite uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Good movie. She was also in Lethal Weapon 4. Yes. And she was also in Ransom with Mel Gibson, which is on our list. Okay. You know about the story about their son? They're, he's a, he's a, they're a rich couple and their son gets kidnapped? Yeah. yeah, good movie. We're going to be doing that one. Did you notice? And can I just say yeah. on the cast? Yeah, sorry. Who so, else? So you noticed? Um, um, Frazier's dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm going to yeah. Home Alone dad. Jackson, Jackson's like, is that yeah, the dad Home from Home Alone? Yeah, his name's Dave, uh, John Hurd. Okay. Guy's name. He's, yeah. And then West Wing uh, <laughs> scriptwriter Rob, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, Josh Molina. Josh and, Molina. Uh, yeah. I think that might be the most of them, yeah. Did you did you not notice Steve Hinter? Steve Hinter, who's Steve Hinter? Kenny Banya on Seinfeld. Banya, yes, no, I did see Banya. Did yeah. you notice him? Yeah, I okay. saw Banya. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Before we get to the run through, <laughs> let's have a talk about our other great sponsor, and that is High Sense. Now we often talk about enjoying our movies on a big screen and in good quality as well. Quality is very important. Well, Here's a term you need to remember because all of Hisense's TVs have this. It is called Mini LED. They've gone to the next level now to offer the ultimate viewing experience. And not only are you getting great, breathtaking video quality, you're also getting breathtaking audio quality as well. But on the picture quality side, Mini LED is a backlight technology and it combines with the Hisense QLED Quantum Dot Color to create amazing pictures with stunning contrast and you get more than a billion shades of colour. So not only are you getting the great colour also and great image quality, but also premium sound. There's a 70-watt sound system built into many of their TVs that offers 2.1.2 channels and Dolby Atmos. So you're going to be hearing sounds, and a movie like In the Line of Fire, you'll be hearing sounds coming from everywhere. And if you're a gamer, you're going to love the Hisense TV as well. It's got Game Mode Pro, with HDMI 2.1 running at 4K at 120 hertz. It's got a variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and AMD free sync. If you're a gamer, what I just said, you'll think, hang on a minute, I need to look at a Hisense TV because that offers a pure gaming experience. The VDAR U6 operating system also lets you get around the TV, navigate the menu, get to the content you want to play, get to the source you want to watch so you can enjoy it in high quality. Do yourself a favour, head down to a store, tell them the guys from the best movies you've never seen sent you, get in front of a Hisense TV, check it out for yourself, or you can head to their website, hisense.com.au. Now, let's get, uh, let's get cracking here, yeah. Trev. This is, it gets it's obvi it's obvious it's uh, in Washington, and sort of we see that there's the first time we meet Frank... Um, is when uh, this guy's driving to pick him up and he's obviously, he goes, why don't you have your own car? I'm running late. This uh, this guy's obviously a family man because he says, look, I just took my kids to a new school. He's making a bunch of excuses so for being late. A young guy with a family, Frank, old guy, doesn't drive. I love, my favourite part here is yeah. uh, when Frank, he's saying, you know, so, talking about his kids, and he goes, yeah. mate, just enough excuses. All right? <laughs> he realises he's just making excuses yeah. for being late, all right, mate? That's right. But then we see they're obviously in some sort of undercover operation here. Mm. And they head down to the, they go down to this boat. This is moored near in this lake or this this harbour. And um, he said, "You know what? I had your partner tailed, and it turns out he's a Secret Service agent." Mm. And so they go down. Oh, I like the how boat. he keeps his cool though. Like they take him away. They take Al. His name is away. Yep. And 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 Frank keeps his cool. He goes, "Oh yeah." And so they go down, and um, Al's all tied up. Yep. And he's thinking, "You know what, mate? I want you to shoot him." 
just to prove you're not gives with him. Gives him a gun. Yeah. Do you see Walk. what he does to the gun though? He, yeah. He sort of he sort of has it in his hand, like weighing it up. You know. So I'm yeah. thinking, hey, what's he doing? And then uh, he goes up, goes right next to him, and thinking, what the hell is he going to do? Is he going to do it? Is he yeah. really going to shoot this? Pulls boy? the trigger, and then the guy goes, that's what I mean. And he so he kind of proved himself. Clicks it. There's no bullet. Yeah. And but then what they do, they put a bag, put a bag over, over Al's head, head and yeah. thinking, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? They are really going to kill him. And so uh, we were thinking, well, what's going to happen here? But then uh, as he's about to leave, I like how he goes, hang on, let me just go back and get my gun. And then he goes back and just goes, pop, pop, shoots the two guys. He goes, yeah. you're under arrest. Yeah. yeah. And we he, should mention, too, early on, there is some explicit language later on in the movie. Yes. I forgot to mention that at the top. So if there's any kiddies in the car, you're going to hear, hear some F-bombs a bit later. <laughs> but this was uh, so that kind of well, I liked it when he he tore the bag open and the go- owls obviously d- distressed. Yes, you'd be and a little bit distressed. When and the very next scene is thinking you knew the gun was empty, right? You knew that, didn't you? You waited. Remember how he's asking him? Yeah. Remember how he's doing this? He must have known there wasn't a gun in the chamber. Remember how he's sort of holding oh, it in the palm of his hand? And I think this is just Frank going, mate. I made a I made a call. I just made a call that it was the only way to do it. But I love how Frank never gave him this. Like he obviously knew there was no gun in the chamber, right? He's experienced bullet, enough, yeah. right? There was no, sorry, no bullet in the chamber. And I, I love how he never gave him the satisfaction. He says, yeah, mate, I knew. I knew it was all good. But he, he never says that. Yeah. yeah. In the bar, we see Frank playing the piano. Yeah. And that was actually Clint Eastwood playing the piano. That, in that scene, yeah. he was definitely playing the piano. Mate, I do wonder about is, other scenes. A, he is a jazz <clears throat> pianist. Really? He did his own piano playing in this movie. Oh, for the whole thing? The whole thing. Some of the other parts, I just didn't think they showed it enough It was him, him all the time. Wow. Al is there at the bar thinking, mate, I'm not cut out for this undercover stuff. I want to protect people. Um, I don't find taking a bullet appealing. Maybe I'm wrong for the job. He's sort of wondering. Yeah. Um, he decides he needs to yeah. go home and see his family. Yeah, but he also mentions, and this sort of, again, a bit of exposition about Frank. He, he says to him, like, guys warned me that you were a bit of a pain in the ass yeah. about, about Frank, and he is. Um, so that's good that um, that we get that bit of insight into his personality. But he says, look, Munro, which is their boss, wants us to check out some wacko. He goes, he sees a piece of paper. A note that says Joseph McCrawley. Is that what and you an saw address, the name? Yep. Yeah. And he says, listen, yeah. you go you go home to your family. I'll go and check it out. Yeah. So yeah. Frank goes on his ace to visit. The yep. landlady lets him in. The landlady says, look, I'm, I'm scared of what I saw inside here. Um, he goes in and there's a wall full of clippings of JFK assassination, Lincoln, Reagan, yeah. Lincoln. And he's thinking, mm, what's this? And then he notices a New Age Modeler magazine. Yep. Uh, and he sees a Time magazine with the current president on it and a, and like a, a target on his head. head. So he's thinking, uh-oh. Frank looks out the window, but then you'll notice the, in the street below, there's someone watching yeah. in the shadows with a pair of binoculars. Thinking, yeah. Who is this I, guy? At that point, I thought, mate, why would you open the window and look out? Like, uh, I think that was that was the mistake that he not? made. Why not? Well, because for this exact reason, you're letting someone know you're in there. Okay. Well, he obviously knew he was in there because he was waiting there with binoculars. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back at headquarters, this was interesting. They looked up this guy, Joseph McCrawley, I think his name was, and it, he turns up as the person was deceased. At the age of 11, like yeah. years, so 40 someone, years ago. There's someone doing some tampering with some identification here. Yeah. So they decide to visit the apartment again. This time Al is with him. A bit more formally. Yeah. Like he's in, he's, he's in his suit. He basically, yeah. last time was just sussing yeah, it out. Just, just coming by. <clears throat> this time he's uh, he's got his partner with him and... They go in and it's you can see immediately you see it's like there's no furniture. Yeah. And then you realize when he's he opens out. that door, it's going to be cleared out. But what I loved was 
the, there's this big red um, line on the wall where all the photos were, but instead now there's just one photo, yeah. and it's it's of um, it's of a presidential motorcade. I think it's the, the candy, JFK the motorcade. JFK yep. motorcade. And there's a there's an individual circled, and you get a close enough look, and you go, "That's Clint Eastwood." That's like it's Frank. a young yeah, Clint yeah. Eastwood. It's and, a young Frank Horrigan. And yeah. uh, and you realise this bloke now knows who was in his apartment, yeah. and he's just created this game. Absolutely, like it's wild. It's a pretty cool premise. It is awesome. Like that's basically yeah. the setup it's a for cat this movie. And mouse game from now on. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that moment, that single red circle around a face yeah. in a photo is the premise. Like, for this I movie. saw you. Like remember he yes. saw him through the binoculars. So he goes, "I'm onto you." Yes, you're onto me. I'm onto you as well. Because I don't care how yeah. long you've been in the game, that would yeah. freak you out. Absolutely. Frank uh, heads home. He, uh, you can tell there's someone still watching him. There's you know, the sense of then the camera movement is like someone was stalking yeah, him. You know? yeah. um, he gets up in his apartment and then the phone rings. Who the hell is this? That was you in my apartment last night. McCrawley? Why not call me Booth? Why not Oswald? Booth had flair, panache, the leap to the stage after he shot Lincoln. Where are you? Closer than you might imagine. <laughs> it's very exciting to talk to you. I feel like I know you. Oh, how's that? I've read about you, seen photos. You were JFK's favorite agent, the best and the brightest. But that was a long time ago. What's kept you in the game all these years? Why don't we get together and have a drink? We could talk about that. Loved it, and I think the less you know about me, the better. Oh, I... Because I'm planning to kill the president. Oh, no, you shouldn't have gone and said that. <laughs> it's a federal offense to threaten the president. You could go to jail even if you don't mean it. <laughs> I mean it, all right. It's a great line. Whoa. Oh, you shouldn't yeah. have gone shouldn't and have said done that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could go to jail just for saying that. But I love this bit where... He hears a siren. Yes. And then he hears a siren on the on phone. The phone and he's thinking he must be close Looks by. out the window. He says, hang yeah. on a minute. I've got something on the oven. Yeah. Goes running. And the phone booth is literally out the door and yeah, on the corner. Down, down on the corner. I think was it the phone swinging? And the phone's swinging? dangling yeah. and swinging. But so here's, he's onto him. So here's my first plot hole moment where I go, okay, okay bloke's just threatened to kill the president. Yeah. Wouldn't you cover that phone and get it printed? Fingerprints? Yeah, maybe. Good idea. Yeah. True that, yeah. That was my first thought. Yep. Mate, what are you doing? But I think, yeah, well, I suppose they his prints would be, they get his prints later, but yeah, okay. I'm just they saying. Could have, they could have got it earlier. <coughs> That's enough. it. Um, next day, they're um, they're talking about stuff. They're back in the office. They're, there's a, like a planning meeting going on. They're having a, a, a meeting and then uh, Agent Billy and Lily come in. Lily is the, the uh, Rene Russo. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and in the dinosaur that Frank Horrigan is comes up with this. And Lily Rains. Hello. Lily. Secretaries get prettier and prettier around here. Mm. And the field agents get older and older. <laughs> <laughs> Lily's an agent, Frank. <laughs> and he's like, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, the, do you reckon he knew that, or is yeah, he I just do. such no, a no, dinosaur? I genuinely think. Like, right. I think the All premise right. of, or the idea for him is, yeah, he totally knew that. And okay. he's, that's the kind of assholey <laughs> old man joke. That's an yeah. old man joke. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Not a not that I'm an old man, but it's not a joke I would make. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> suggesting the same at all. Um, I like how they're so, okay. Let's talk about this guy. So, 
Uh, he's saying, look, he's dangerous. There's a guy across the, the Gary Cole. From him. Remember, do you recognise him? He yeah, was in West Wing as well. He was right, in West okay, Wing. Yeah. He's been a few things, but and, and he's yeah. he's just he's just hammering Frank. Might I ask why you didn't take appropriate steps to know more that first night? Well, we had a busy day, Bill. Too busy to investigate properly? Your report says you were only in the room 10 minutes. I didn't have a warrant. Given your reputation for undercover work, I wouldn't think that... What reputation are you talking about, Bill? All right, let's get back on track. Oh, I'd like to know what reputation he's referring to. Let's drop it. Am I being paranoid or is he busting my balls? Great line again. But again, Am given I your... being paranoid or but, is he busting my balls? But you're through that line and given your reputation, yeah. thinking, well, what's he done? And here's the thing. Immediately, there's an intrigue. Casting-wise, you've got uh, like four, five, six people around the table, right? And you've got the director of the Secret Service, the old guy, Fraser's dad. Yeah. Um, Fraser's dad. That's all. <laughs> and then you've got Clint Eastwood, who's old. Yeah. And there's a, there's a clear generational gap in the, yeah, in the from, casting. Yeah, from which is Billy perfect. and Lily. It's yeah. perfectly cast. They like how they one's called Billy. His name's it's Billy Bill Watt, and then the other one's and Lily Rains. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he, I think, Clint, uh, Frank Horrigan says, listen, keep investigating. Have my phone tapped in case he calls again. Yeah. Uh, in in the uh, in the grill, I think him uh, Frank and Fraser's dad are having a having a bit of a powwow, and he says, "Look, what what reputation were you uh, were you referring to? Uh, you know what what we you did what you told me to do. So uh, I'm uh, and then he says to him, look, I want to be assigned to be to the president after all these years. Um, yep. I want to do it.' And he says, "Look, you owe it to me after thirty years. So there's, there's a relationship between them. Yeah." But the next scene is him yeah. running him alongside in the president's w- detail, which is which is a thing that happens. They yeah. they kind of walk along. They they rarely running for this duration, yeah. but anyway, they they normally walking along the motorcade. But yeah. it was clearly a moment of the movie set up to show that he was old. Yeah, he was um, struggling a bit. He was, he was struggling. Sweat, he, was sweat, he was sweating, and Lily behind him could tell that he was struggling. You know, it was it was it was a good little again exposition yeah. uh, of the of the moment. Yeah, and again. Someone watching Frank through binoculars. That's yep. supposed to say through binoculars in the script there. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a little bit of a late night, a uh, little bit of a typo. But uh, again, he's being watched. Mm. So, so you're assuming, I think we know it's the same guy from yep. before. Um, here's a funny this scene a where afterwards, scene, yeah. after the running by the car, He's, you see, all you see these paramedics rushing into the office. You're thinking, what the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah, it's clearly the, yeah. the Secret Service office. Well, we someone, know that. Yeah, so the ambulance paramedics have run in. Everyone runs Secret in Service. Everything is, what happened? And then someone yells out, Horrigan's had a heart attack after the thing. You're yeah. thinking, Holy and hell. he's lying there on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> but he's actually <laughs> having a nap. I love it when they grab him. He reacts and grab, pushes one of them in the face and pushes him out the way. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and then they, they realize it was. Uh, it was a, he was on a break. He's on my break here, and he goes, "Okay, who's the wise ass?" Remember, he was yeah. upset he's talking about to Lily, and he goes, "If I catch him, I'll get him back." And she's like, "How do you know it was him?" Uh, yeah, which is her way flirty. of saying it could absolutely be me. Very flirty. Was you it reckon? flirty? I just oh, thought it was flirty. her. I thought it was her making a point about yeah. sex, sexism uh, okay. by him. Okay, but yeah, I think there's a little bit of flirting going on. Jeez, mate, yeah, I got a low threshold. So. <laughs> Frank being driven home again. Uh, he's looking at the file of this bloke, and uh, he's a strange-looking guy with different like, over the years had a lot of different looks. And he says, "Look, if he, if he even still looks like that, who knows?" Yeah. And he says to him, "Look, you know what? Pull over." Goes, goes into his agents. Yeah, he's going, and you think, "What's he doing here? Going to get some some chicken, and he finds chicken that and corn modeling or? magazine?" That was, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, what is he looking for? He but finds he goes, the exact magazine he that finds was in new, the in the apartment, the New Age Modeler. 
Cut to a scene in a workshop where the same magazine is opened on a bench. Really good transition here. Mm. And you see a man measuring parts with a micrometer. Did you know, did you know what that was called? Yeah, yeah. Micrometer? I, I immediately thought they were bullets because he was these yeah. little tiny. They were like the beige sort of colour, yeah. obviously um, resin. Looked, sort of. I thought, initially I thought it was a wood. Uh, right. Like a style of wood, but yes. later it's, or it might be here. Yeah, no, you realise also later. filling a little resin container. Okay, and stuff correct. Too. And he's got a, ma- a magnifying glass. He's filing that. I part. immediately said to Jacko, he's building a gun so he can get through X ray machines, through metal, through metal detectors. Wow. I immediately said you that picked to it. Jackson. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, they He's on the phone to Al, I think, talking about this weird subculture, the new age modelling that's going on. And he says, uh, send field agents to check him out. Uh, and he goes, hang on a minute. I've, uh, I've got a call on the other line. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Hang on just a second. Let me get rid of the other call. You got it. We got it, Frank. Keep him on the line till we get the ANI. Yeah. Trying to trace me, Frank. Now, why didn't I think of that? You did. Or you're not the adversary I'd hoped for. Speaking of which, how are you? I was worried about you today. Huh? Why? In the motorcade. I thought you were going to pass out. <laughs> you really should get in shape for that kind of duty. It's pretty funny. You know what it, You know what it makes me think too now? What's that? That he called the paramedics. No. Could he have done that? No. Would he have known where no, he was? No, definitely not because um, Fraser's dad... Um, <laughs> is laughing when he when they all go in there. He's laughing yeah, about but it. That still doesn't. We still don't know who called the paramedics. It was Lily. That's the very first time I've thought that it could be him. No, it's not. You don't reckon? No, that's okay. taking it too far. All right, but all right. but the critical thing here is a he he knows he's he's having his phone tapped. Yep. Uh, and b he he calls him an adversary. He, he's like, yeah. this is this is our moment. And but I like how Frank f- know that he's watching him. Yeah. But he also says. Yeah, how are you? He goes, I'm good, thank you. Like, he's, he's courteous yeah, yeah, and polite, yeah. and yeah. it's, it's yeah. So, uh, but he's also saying, look, I'm watching your movie. He goes, what movie is that? He goes, oh, from 1963. You know, you such a beautiful day. And mm. and, and then he asks him questions about, you know, that, that particular day and, and, and the fact that Frank was there. What did happen to you that day? Only one agent reacted to the gunfire, and you were closer to Kennedy than he was. You must have looked up at the window of the Texas Book Depository, but you didn't react. Late at night, when the demons come, do you see the rifle coming out of that window, or do you see Kennedy's head being blown apart? If you'd reacted to that first shot, could you have gotten there in time to stop the big bullet? And if you had, that could have been your head being blown apart. He continues there saying that, that apparently there was an Esquire piece about him. Mm. Apparently his took wife left marriage him, break up. took his daughter away. Yeah, he yeah. had drinking problems. He says, I was moved by your honesty. So yeah. he's, it's, it, there's some respect there, I think, that he's yeah, got But it's him. also now yeah. a very clear creepiness around this guy. Yeah, he knows him back to Frank. all eyes on Frank. Absolutely yeah. right. And um, then they say, we've got him. The tracing. They've yeah. traced him. And then the next shot is a house where all these cars converge. Turns out it's not the right place. There was a bloke, I think, and his missus about, to, about, about, to, get, about yeah. to get do the business. But he's um, a good sort. They said yeah, they uh, raided the house. Wrong house. Sorry about that. Imagine that's your only role in a movie. 
be in, a, in in bed with someone and they no, just on the you. couch and yeah. you know, can you just sit in your underwear <laughs> and lie on the floor and action action yeah <laughs> that's it that's how it works mate. that's it mate that's how it goes everyone's going to do their part it's just wild everyone's going all your family's going to see that <laughs> it's strange to me so they discover that he has a device to make him untraceable yeah and the calls again if he calls again, keep him on the line. And this is Kenny Banyer saying that yeah. this time, not Fraser's dad, Kenny Banyer <laughs> saying this. Next uh, next stop is the White House. Now, they, they, play back, they play back a recording of the call. Yeah, now, this is the in, chief of staff yeah. that's in the room, and they ask him to consider cancelling the president's dinner. We'd like you to consider cancelling the president's dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> the state dinner? At the French Embassy? Do you have any idea how long it took me to line up this trip for this close to the election? This guy's manipulated the phone system. If he has a knowledge of explosives, there could be problems. You guys do your job. There won't be any problems. It's not that hard to smuggle weapons inside an embassy. You think the French want to knock off the president? Are you nuts? They love him. Why is it every White House chief of staff... You have no reason to believe that this guy is any more dangerous than thousands of other people who make idle threats. But you want me to alter the itinerary of the world's most powerful man and risk offending 40 million Frenchmen. Now, isn't it possible that this guy's pushed some buttons in you? Now, maybe you're overreacting just a little? I'm just trying to protect your boss, damn it. Yeah, well, so am I. We're trailing 12 points in the latest polls. He doesn't get out there, he's out of a job in six weeks. That's another part of this movie that I like, is that there's the cautious side. Yes. You and know, then he's the in danger. He's got to then win. there's the actual. He's got to win the election. Yeah, he's got to get out there. He's got a campaign. He's got to do his stuff. Yeah, this is the chief yeah. of staff going, mate. So I'm going to need the, something a lot more than this. Yeah, to change the course of a campaign that is this critical. So that, that's what, again another point of conflict. They're thinking, yeah. he should do this, but he needs to do this. What is he going to do? And it's this next shot that we realise there's some yes. sort of resin involved. And did you no, immediately notice they were like trigger shapes? Those yeah. things. Yeah. Mm. So that was resin. He's making something. Yeah. Right. He's right. making a firearm of some kind. Uh, yeah, that was the confirmation for yeah. me that A, it was a firearm, B, it was resin, not wood. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, then we see at the – it was the, the president – this dinner wasn't at the White House. It was at the French Embassy, That's, wasn't it? So you mentioned the French the previous, Embassy, yeah. yeah. So uh, Frank's on duty. Agent Reigns, uh, he says, I think you look devastating. He gives her a compliment. They talk about the – she says to him, look, you know, you, I heard the tapes and I'm sorry to hear about what happened to your wife and all that. So he's mm. getting some sympathy there. Uh, and he says, he says, look, I get off in a couple of hours. And I love the line. He goes, I'm looking at your address, but I'm just trying to work out where you hide your firearm, <laughs> which is a funny line from our man, Frank. Um, on a plane now, we're seeing someone writing a check in the name of James Carney. Funny, yeah. Camera pulls out. And did you know that it was the, it was Booth slash whoever? I did mean, you know it was had him? a fair idea, yeah. He, he was sort of in disguise yes. and... Uh, that's all I love about it. He changes his look so often in the movie. Yeah. So he's in business class coming into L.A., final approach to L.A. He's reading his new model of magazine. So that's a dead giveaway that it's him. His eyes are a different colour. Did you notice that? His no, eyes were different. That. He had no. a pair of contacts in there. In the bank, Southwest Savings. He wants. He gives her a cheque, wants to deposit this into a new account. His business is called Microspan. How how many names do you reckon they came up with that would sound enough like a tech company yeah. but not be an actual tech company? Back then too, yeah. yeah. And he says, oh, look, we're into software. We're opening an office here in LA. And then he mentions the fact, she asks him where he's from and he says, oh, Minneapolis. Yeah, so am I. 
And he's thinking, oh, what school doesn't, did you go yeah, to? Doesn't she, she mentioned the school. He says, he goes, I went to this one. Oh, and she's like, goes, that's not a high school. Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah, so, maybe not when you were there. Oopsie. <clears throat> uh, so uh, he says, look, if you don't mind, I'm very late for a meeting. Uh, and then he says, she goes, all right, oh, mate, I'll get the message. And then he sort of tries to smooth it over by saying, you have a very pleasant way about you. And uh, he gets on, uh, gets on with getting his account created. Uh, at the, well, next, well, I think uh, the a agent gets a ride home. Um, he says, look, I think he says to, um, to Lily, he goes, why don't you give an agent a ride home? And, she's, and he, she says, why are you flirting with me? He goes, you know it's not going to go anywhere. He goes, well, that's probably why I'm flirting with you. And he then says, he says, get an ice cream. give me a lift and I'll shout you an ice cream. And they head to the Lincoln Memorial. And then he asks the question here. This is a really, again, is he set himself up for a, is this a hospital pass here? And he asks about how many women agents there are. I've never worked with a female agent before. How many are there? About 125. Hmm. Pure window dressing. Excuse me? Window dressing. About 125 out of a little over 2,000. They have you all around so that the president can look good to his feminist voters. Do you make an effort to be obnoxious or is it a gift? It's a gift. <laughs> good line. That's pure Frank. That's really good. That's just pure him. He's old school, you know, yep. window dressing. He's just, he's just speaking his mind. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I love this bit when... Um, she, I think she asked him, goes, okay, well, I'm, I'm the women. What demographic do you represent? Like the old, the oldies? <laughs> and, uh, and then she said, I think he tries to ask her out. He goes, look, I've got a date. Uh, and he, and she said, he says, with who? He goes, that's none of your business. I love this bit when she's walking away and he goes, if she's interested, she'll look she back at me. Yes, come on. Again, just it's a little this kind look. of inner dialogue thing. Yeah, he's and, then, and, and then he's thinking, come on. And she doesn't. Look. She doesn't. She and doesn't. And then she does. And he goes, yeah. goes oh, nice smile. Goes, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> love this. Anyway, we uh, the next scene is at the bank teller's home. This scene confuses me. Really? So the woman that he was talking to in the bank yep. about being from Minneapolis, yep. right? Uh, we see our man has turned up and the, she, she's get home. She's got a German shepherd. The, German, the shepherd, dog, yeah. shepherd starts barking. Yep. And then we see our man, James Carney, at the door. I I followed you. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at this. I'm, I'm new in town. I was wondering if you would care to join me for dinner tonight. That's that's very sweet, but I... And I also wanted to apologize for lying to you this afternoon. We both know that I'm not from Minneapolis. I shouldn't ask so many questions. Did you, did you mention our conversation to anyone at the bank this afternoon? No. May I? He's come into the house now. Let's himself in. That's just May I. Pretty, not really. This is my roommate, Sally. This is Mr. Carney. She takes him by surprise. How do you do? Nice to meet you. I was just on my way out. I'm sorry, I'm afraid I can't let you ladies leave this evening. What? Should have been from Minneapolis. Look, Mr. Carney, I don't know what you want, but. That's some brutal shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it well, though. It shouldn't have been from Minneapolis. What? what? Because she, a guy named James Carney, opened mm. an account. Says he was from Minneapolis. Yeah. No, you're not. So that that would have a red flag might have come up 
for the bank teller. Mm. So he just wants to no loose ends at all. Think if she it's says something. It's a very extreme yeah, well, thing to have to do. If she says something, then I'm gone. So I've got to get rid of her. And then the yeah. roommate just happens to be there and see you later. So, yeah, pretty brutal. The roommate definitely took him by surprise. I reckon yes. he thought she lived alone. Yes. He was just coming in. You reckon it. if there was no roommate, he would have left, let her live? No. He was just he was going, still, going in there. Yeah. He would have just he goes, strangled her. He both of them. Yeah, he yeah. Broke, broke their necks. That's right. Well, yeah. it was pretty gruesome. Well, we learned later what he did for a trade. So sure. But not I, hard for him to do this. Yeah. The, the no loose ends thing makes a bit of sense. But otherwise, yeah. that's that oh, whole no. he, scene he was He didn't like, want any loose because ends Because I at kept all. thinking, so here's what I thought. Yeah. Next time there's a phone call, the phone trace will go back to that house. Oh, you so the cops will turn oh, up and he was go, what use the hell is this? Oh, right. And I'm like, that didn't happen. No, he just, I think he just Honestly, wanted zero the, loose that ends. that scene, yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. Well, him opening an account, that's kind of a traceable thing when you think about it. If they, if they find out he's, he's yeah, As we he's proved later, we can yeah. do, we, they, they can trace that back. Yeah. Her being a rollover or dead didn't really matter. But when, well, it, it did because that it delayed them. We'll talk about that later What the, when he goes back yeah. to that bank. But, yeah. Um, they're back in the White House listening to another call as well. Uh, let me take some time to welcome hmm. those who are joining us late. I'd love to drop by. I like it a lot. We've got so much in common. We do. Like what? We're both willing to trade our lives for the president. We're both honest and capable men who were betrayed by people we trusted. I wasn't betrayed, Booth. Sure you were, Frank. The Warren Commission's report on the assassination, they called her procedure seriously deficient. They criticized you and the other agents who were out drinking late the night before. As though Kennedy would be alive today if he'd been in bed at 10 p.m. It's ludicrous. Maybe they were right. No, as a matter of fact, they weren't right. You wanted to station agents on his bumpers and sideboards. He refused. And do you know why I think he refused? I think he refused because he had a death wish. So, yeah. He's, so, it's uh, great. It's great because you realize how much this guy knows about Frank. Yeah. Like, he not only. And also, the other, mm. the Kennedy assassination. He, he wants to assassinate a president. He's himself. done more than watch the movie. He's here. doing himself. This bloke's yeah. done his research. He's, yeah. he's trying to get in the head of Frank yep. through knowledge. Absolutely it's right. Wild. But get this they trace him. They get the trace. They say he's across the street Lafayette in Lafayette Park. Park. And they all run there. Yeah. At and, pace. And Interestingly, so that, by the way, yeah. the old man is always the fastest runner here. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's determined, mate. None of the young blokes pass him and yeah. get there first, but anyway. But we see, um, I like how he's sort of he's scanning and then you see someone standing on the corner, sort of yep. like long hair. So Frank notices and he goes, that's him. And he him. goes, oh, is that him? And then he does the bolt. I love how he runs behind the bus and the, the you see disappears. he sort of does it like a David Copperfield trick. Yeah. He disappears. But they catch him again. They see him and then he cra he, he he gets hit by a car puts his hand, his full hand on the bonnet of the car. Yeah. And then immediately Frank goes, I'm impounding this car. He touched the bonnet so they can get his prints. Yep. Which they do. Yep. Now here's what I like about this next bit. They they give him the prints. The bloke running the prints has a dead set like Lord of the Rings, all three novels in one book. Massive thick yep. book. Yep. It must be going to be a long because wait. Because it's it's nine to get in it. what seventy? What, 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 yeah, what, what is the time frame here? It's nine early nineties. Not early nineties, right? Yeah. And so your computing power is yeah. such that it would have taken time. But I'm so just he's thinking, like, okay, run the he knows read a book. he's expecting a long wait. That's right. But then, boop, something pops straight away. Yeah. There, and uh, they're wondering what it is. But cut back to the booth, the workshop, 
And he's taking out those resin gun parts, yep. putting them together with his eyes closed. You know, so he was trying to make Straight it. Straight away, I said to Jackson, he's got to learn how to put this thing together yeah. in a under-desk situation pulls, or something like that. Pulls back the hammer and does the click and goes click, click. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, back at headquarters, they said, look, we've got the hit on the prints. Something strange about this. It's came up classified C12. And the guy says, we can't tell him. They come out and say, sorry, we've drawn a blank. So you know that this place. So been they have flagged. done a match, but it's yeah. been flagged in the system. Top, uh, ultra top secret. Flagged sort of, in such yeah. a way that someone from Classified. the secret service couldn't be told about it. Can't hear about that it. That is wild. Is it ever? Aboard Air Force One, we see the president is hitting the campaign trail. Twelve states in six days. Wild. Booth is watching uh, as he's eating his spaghetti. And then he gets on the phone, he calls the book of flight, Washington to L.A. I need it as an open-ended. Open ended. Might have to go through a place, few places in the Midwest on the way back. There you go. So he's following the trail. Air Force One arrives. Did you, did you like this little, it was almost like a montage where you see them superimposed in uh, scenes of a campaign. It, it was scenes, pretty poorly done. The scenes were from the Bill Clinton campaign uh, that right. they superimposed their little bits it into it. It was so obvious. Yeah. it was. Uh, the, uh, he was on the back of a train and all that. It was so <laughs> obvious, mate. The, the green yeah. screening of the campaign. It's early 90s, don't forget. It was not good, mate. I'm yeah, just yeah. telling you. I was okay. picky about it and I didn't like it. Uh, another campaign stop. We see the uh, cars being unloaded from the plane. I think it was in Denver. Uh, Booth's in a cab to the airport again. Presidential address, you see Frank beside the stage. Booth is listening to the speech in his rental car. He's yep. in Los Angeles. Radio says President will be in L.A. in the next month. Yep. So he's doing a bit of a recce. Uh, in the apartment, the, there's a call for James Carney on the machine. Yep. So when he gets back, there's a, there's a call. Hi, Mr. Carney. Will you, if you want to catch a rally in the Midwest, we'll be happy to get you there. And then he opens up a box full of checks from Southwest Savings. Remember yeah. the bank that he murdered that woman at? It's a Fennigan yeah. wild oh, he's situation so, because yeah. he's got this empty apartment, mm. which is just an address for him to have things sent to. Yeah. And you think, what's this box? And it's a checkbook, you know, checkbook. from his from his newer. If you, if you want to see see how this meticulous planning, there's another good movie, a remake of The Day of the Jackal, mm. starring Bruce Willis in, in the jackal role opposite Richard Gere, who's the investigator. Right. You want to see meticulous planning about a presidential assassination? We'll put that on our list. You'll, this, this, okay. It's this on stero- it's that oh, okay. on steroids. Oh, right, okay. yeah. it's, it's a lot going on. Uh, we see president still campaigning. Carney signing, was it a $50,000 yeah, check? It was a big, it was a big 50K check. 50K or yeah, 60K? Yeah, yeah. 50K yeah. check. And, and this, again, at this, point, at this point, this makes zero sense. It all comes through later. Mm. But at this point, it's yeah. it's fascinating that there's all these moments put in that make no sense. Yeah. And and or they or they, they begin you questioning and wondering. Well, so the, the I think check, I like that about the it. The check was made out to the Victory Fund. Yeah. So he's obviously wants to be a donor yeah. in the president's campaign. I understand that, but it doesn't he's trying to get close. The concept of that yeah. doesn't mean anything. At you that don't time. realize okay. why until much later on. He mails that check at the airport and he's in another disguise. See that? Yeah. He's disguised again. He boards the flight. Um Frank is in a hotel guarding the door. The presidential suite, did you notice this? The security dog comes up. Ancient Reigns comes up. And uh, I think he asked, did the first lady ask about me? And then he he says, would you like to join me in the bar uh, for Mm. for a drink? I'm uh, I'm off duty. And then you see Frank playing the piano in the bar. And then the conversation turns towards how he's played with presidents and for presidents. I've played for presidents and I've played with presidents. Nixon and I once uh, 
Halfway decent duet at Moonglow. I heard he didn't like you. That's not true. We got on all right. It was his chief of staff. Now, that was another matter. We were once at a rally up in Boston. He ordered me to get rid of some anti-war protesters, and I said I couldn't do that. I said, uh, you know, freedom of speech, that kind of stuff. And he said, look, when I'm talking to you, I am the president. And I said, the president? <laughs> I said, you look more like a sack of shit in a cheap suit to me, <laughs> sir. It's a great line. Yeah. And it's also a very arrogant line from the chief of staff. When I'm talking to you, I'm the yeah. president. Mate, yeah. uh, that's we know how much respect too far. We know how much respect uh, Frank's got for chiefs of, yeah. chiefs of staff. Mm. Um, she asked him the question, why don't you wear shades? You know, a lot of secret yeah, service Yeah, because they're shades. all wearing shades. And he, yeah. I love this because he says, yeah. so they can see, I can see the whites of their eyes and yeah. they can see mine. They can see him better, yeah. He yeah. says, what does he say? Something like a, a, yeah. stare, can, a stare can do uh, as, good as, as, a gun. as much as a gun. Yeah, true that. True that. They have a little moment there, and I think Frank goes in for the little smoochie, mm. and then she uh, she pulls away. Yep. She leaves. Frank goes he after keeps playing, her. Now, playing the piano, no, no, but, he, the, but he keeps playing the piano, yeah. and then he runs to time it so that he gets in the he lift. He gets in the lift with her. with her, yeah. And then yeah. they get the smoochie on in the lift, mate. And the, here's, I'm thinking, remember, they're in the lift, and did you notice the other agents press yeah. the button? I'm thinking, oh, they're going to get sprung here. And then when the door opens, they did you notice they look a little bit they disheveled? They looked a bit disheveled, but the, yeah. those two didn't pick up on They'd it. They had a bit of a moment. Um, he follows her to her room, and this is a funny shot. Funny, funny. Which is all they the bits. Show, they don't show them undressing. They show them dropping their handcuffs and their guns and their walkie-talkies. And, and all their the earpiece and all the... <laughs> that oh, was funny. Listen, that's funny. <laughs> But the funnier part is she gets a phone call. She's yeah. got to go. There's been a change in the schedule. So she gets up and, and yeah. you know, uh, embarrassingly kind of picks up her stuff. And then she's in the bathroom and he's lying there. And he goes, oh, I've got to put all that shit back on. <laughs> That's one of our lines for it's later. It's such a good line. <laughs> That's and one I, of our memorable I think, lines. I think it makes <laughs> that moment of all the funny stuff falling yeah, on the does, ground it does. is made by that line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, I thought that was quite good. Uh, in there's a rally, there's a security screening. Frank is again beside the president, being watched by Booth once again. I love how when Booth, when he's uh, under the umbrella and they start cheering, he just goes woo. He just goes woo <laughs> to, to match everyone else. Did you like that? Uh, aboard Air Force One, um, he's. They mentioned the fact that uh, you know we've got all these crazies under surveillance. Have a, extra blood for traveller. Traveller's the secret name service for name the for the president. president yep. Uh, Rain sits down beside Horrigan, who's sick. He's, he's got a bit of a flu happening. Mm. Uh, she sees he's got a psychological profile of our man Booth. Um, and she asks him a question. Did you make a mistake? He goes, what do you mean? In the bar? She goes, no. Um, Rain's, so I think no, he asks her, he did you make question, a mistake? Yeah. And she goes, no. Well, you know, <clears throat> she sort of gets the guff on her romantic past and what, you know, how the fact that she put her career before her, her private life. Yeah. Um, and uh, what about he said? What, what if I vowed my career wouldn't come between me and a woman? Yeah, which is a good yeah. See, for a bloke who's essentially an old school misogynist, you know, yeah. sexist, whatever you say, yeah. it's actually a great turnaround line because she's basically saying, "I've had to I put, put my first, career yeah. first. Yeah. and he's like, well, "What if I? What if I choose not to? Yeah. What does that say about me?" There you go. It's a really that, that's probably the moment where he he first genuinely gets a bite on the hook. I yeah. reckon from her. They're in Chicago. It's raining. Protesters are out the front. Frank is sick. Remember how we had the flu on the yeah, plane? Yeah, yeah. So he's sick as a dog here. Watching the crowd. Um, the president's introduced. Frank is sweating like a rapist up there near the stage yeah, there. He's watching well. the crowd. And then the press sort of approach him. Did you like this bit where he's sort of getting dizzy? The, the flashes and the camera's going off. He's yeah. sick. He's not quite with it. 
But then he hears a sound like he, well, like a gunfire, and he, and he yells, gun on gun. the radio, yeah. And what they do, they surround the president. As they would, yeah. And they absolutely just mob him, right? So they put themselves in front of him. But it turns out it's they're just balloons bursting. Yeah. But yeah. you see a shot, and it is actually it's Booth, Booth yeah. popping the balloon. And he, he's, had the, he had the, just the slowly pin. putting the pin back from a badge. From a badge, yeah, the bludgeon. Um, but, so, yeah. And this is it's a great scene because... You know, Frank's essentially made out, and this this plays out over the next couple of scenes. He's made out to look like a complete idiot for calling gun, yeah. Uh, but it genuinely was intended to make him think that. Yeah, that was the whole point of Booth doing it. Well, you know what? How hard is it for these agents to think? You hear a sound like a gun, a, a balloon bursting. That's a loud noise. Yeah. Imagine if I've well, never what, hear a gun what, what, heard a gunshot, but I'm I'm tipping it sounds a lot different to a balloon. Do they? I know at presidential campaigns and and like events they have balloon. They drop the balloons from the yeah, crowd yeah. and all that. Like, but at, at a, like a public rally, would there be balloons allowed even there? Like, would they let that happen? Know, mate. It'd know. be weird. Anyway, um, they. I like how the president tries to regain some composure. Said, so, "Oh, that was just a false alarm, yeah, folks. Yeah, you know, yeah. that was all good. You know, I'm all right." Um, you see Booth folding that pin away on the badge. Back on Air Force One, though, Frank looks like he's in trouble and uh, they're worried how they made his boss look. Do you have any idea how many votes you cost us last night? The president came off looking like a coward on national television. I thought he came off all right. You were the one that came off like the damn coward. <laughs> this is it just a joke to you? No, you're a joke to me, Harry. You have no idea what we do around here. That's enough, Horrigan. You call me Harry one more time, you'll be busting counterfeiters in Alaska. You keep him away from the president, away from the White House, and you sure as hell better keep him away from me. The man's a disgrace to the Secret Service. You don't talk to the White House chief of staff like that? I don't work for him. No, you work for me. At least you did. You're off my detail. By the way, uh, way, Harry, uh, U.S. Senator and Law and Order star. Yeah, yeah. He was also in uh, Hunter Red October. Oh, really? Yeah, remember he was the the captain on the ship when um, Jack Ryan went? Right, Yeah. there you go. But, uh, yeah, so it looks like he's out. Uh, and he says to the – I think he says, look, I'm not going to apologize uh, Apologize for doing my job. And then and then Lily comes over and says, you know what, protecting the president not only means protecting his life but also protecting his dignity. It was an unfortunate situation. I'm not going to apologize for doing my job. I'm not saying you should. But the president was humiliated. He's alive, isn't he? Yeah, well, we're here to safeguard his dignity as well. I'm not paid for that. What about the time Kennedy's girlfriend was caught in the White House and you said she was with you? Don't you go believe in every rumor someone tells you. Frank Wilder told me the whole story about how you were suspended a month without pay. I'd say that was safeguarding his dignity. That was different. He was different. Maybe you were different. I was different. The whole damn country was different. Everything would be different right now, too, if I'd been half as paranoid as I am today. Fuck. That He was on the verge of tears then, almost, thinking if, if mm. I was as paranoid back then as I am now, yeah. things I would be different. I might have saved JFK. Yeah, so that, that's, something that's, that's something that's haunted him the whole time. It's haunting him still. Yeah. And it doesn't help that the, that Leary slash James Carney slash whoever is reminding of that every single time that they're on the mm, phone together. Yeah. So, yeah, difficult situation. I think he's he's uh, at Fraser's dad's place again, discussing Frank's pension. <laughs> Do you want to stay on the Booth case? Uh, you know your protective details over, and he says, "Look, mate, you had the flu. You know you're too old for this shit. Yeah. What are you doing, mate?" And then Frank's back at the piano, back playing the piano. But you, old how mate's creepy looking, was it? Old yeah. mate's looking through the window. 
<laughs> he's right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's in, back in his apartment. He's taking his medicine before he goes to bed. Probably mm. at that age, you've got to take a lot of medicine. Yeah. But uh, old Boothy, he's, uh, he, was worried, he was worried about him. What happened in the Windy City, Frank? The balloon got you a little panicky. <clears throat> you were there. Yes, yes. Watching the president, I, I couldn't help wondering why a man like you would risk his life to save a man like that. You have such a strange job, I can't decide if it's heroic or absurd. Now, why would a man like you want to risk his life to kill a man like that? Don't you have a psychological profile on me yet? I don't put a lot of stock in him. Nor do I. A man's actions don't equal the sum of his psychological parts. doesn't work that way. There was an interesting conversation I found. You know, he's he's saying, "Why would you protect a man like that?" Yeah. And then he he's Horrigan's response is, "Well, why would you want to kill if he's so unimportant and so you don't like him? Why even bother killing him? What does it him? matter? Like, yeah. What does it matter to what's, you? What's the whole big deal?" So that was kind of the whole dilemma there. There and and they're kind of talking back and forth about you know you're the same as me. There's uh, no cause left fighting for for you. You know the 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 clock's ticking for you, Frank. Mm. But once again, the call was was scrambled yeah, so they scrambled. couldn't trace him. But I think what he did at the end of that call, he ripped the phone out of the wall. Yeah, he, and, he was so yeah, angry that yeah. the call was scrambled. They thought, bugger, I'll just pull it yeah. out of the wall. But then at 4 a.m., there's a knock on the door, and you're thinking, who the hell it's is this? It's his young partner, It's his Al. partner, Al. He goes, well, I've been calling you for hours. He ripped the phone out of the wall. No yeah. mobiles then. He also thought, thought something happened to him. Plot so hole. Help something to Plot you. hole. He ripped the phone out of, his, out of the wall in the bedroom, but there was another the phone. The other one would have rung, the, Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, he says, mate, yes, I thought something happened, but you know what? You're also a genius. Remember that he told him to check out the model building model builders, world? Yep. So he's found the So big... he goes, right. He goes, I think we need to go to Pasadena. I think we've got something. Yep. And then uh, he talks to our man, uh, Home Alone Dad. Like I told your colleague, I met him at a design conference in New Orleans about a year ago. We ordered a few rounds of drinks at a hotel bar. He seemed like a nice enough guy. Well, this is good. But uh, when the talk turned to politics, he took on a real nasty edge. He said he felt betrayed by the government and he wanted to exact some measure of revenge. I mean, the way he said it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> That's a good line. Absolutely. Uh, and as yeah. a field agent, you're like, you know, you understand the, the risks and the threats. Yeah. But then for, to hear a random member of the public feel like yeah. something like that is, is, the hell is sh shakes you, that, that, would be, that would be full on. He says, look, can't remember his name, but there's a guy in Phoenix you need to speak to and they do just that. Well, it doesn't look much like him, but that's got to be Mitch. Mitch Leary. I haven't seen him in over a year. What do you know about the guy? What, do you see this wheelchair? Mitch bought it for me. Cost over $1,000. See this? Whoa, 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 take it easy now. Pulls a gun out. This is in case he ever comes back. <laughs> He accused me of ripping off one of his model designs. Said my penalty for disloyalty was death. You put him away, let me know. I'll sleep better. <laughs> they heavy, ask, heavy duty. They say, can, we, can you help us find him? He says, oh, oh, oh he's oh, got an address. I think yeah. I've got his address. Jacko turned to me and he goes, why would he have his address? I said, mate, back in the day. They were model builders. No, but back in the there day. There was no emails. There was yeah. no, you didn't have email and you didn't have cell phones. Yeah. You knew people's addresses. You yeah. would send letters. You would you would communicate true. that way. But it's right. it was a weird generational yeah, true, thing. Yeah, true, true. You know, weird, I'm not sure good observation. Jackson would know the physical, like he'd know how to get to a mate's place. Yeah. But he wouldn't know the physical address, you know, oh. to send a letter and stuff. So it was really interesting that, Absolutely. you know, it's like, why would anyone have yeah. that? Back in the day, we had little refidexes with people's <laughs> details in it, you know? Totally.
They turn up at that house. Yeah. No one home. Car out the front. Frank car pulls up out the front. Frank. You, did you think when the car pulls up, you think, oh, that's Booth. Yeah, me He's here. back there. So they go break the glass. But as soon as he gets in, someone puts a gun to Frank's head. And you're thinking, hang on a minute. Is this yeah. Booth? Who the hell is this? And then the other guy comes in. Yeah, he, and, gets, be he gets beat up too. Yep. And, yeah. then, and then Frank actually turns around on him and gets yeah. the bloke in a headlock before another bloke comes in and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Let's just talk, boys. God damn it. Who are you here for, Larry or me? Mr. Larry used to be one of our operatives. It's the CIA. Mm. You know he's threatened to kill the president. We didn't think he was serious until you turned up that fingerprint. But you knew, you and the FBI. I understand your frustration. You understand my frustration, you pompous son of a bitch. What the fuck did Larry do for you anyway? Run coke for the Contras, sell arms to Iran? It's a C-12 matter, so this is off the record. If asked, I'm gonna deny it. Leary's what we nowadays call a wet boy. Wet boy? What's a wet boy, Frank? Leary's an assassin. In Leary's case, that's putting it too gently. Wow. It's pretty full on. A wet boy. Yeah. Doesn't sound too masculine, does it? A wet boy. No, it's, it's the code. Wet isn't boy it really? means wet wet work means blood is involved. Is that right? It I means guess. it's bloody. Maybe. Is that how it works, man? Yeah, maybe. In your experience in the CIA? Yeah, yeah, I can't say. I can't speak to it. Um, this next shot where oh. there's, there's like a model boat. Because, yeah. again, the model uh, modeling community, you see this model boat. And it is just blown out of the water yeah. by something. Amazing. And you realize it's old mate Boothy with his little uh, little gun he's made. Was that you shooting? Yes. What the hell kind of gun is that? Something I made. No kidding? <laughs> you made it? Guess if he's paying for it, huh? <laughs> Can I see it? <coughs> Shit, it's light. Yeah, it's light. What's it made of? It's composite, like plastic. Pretty neat. <laughs> you, uh, mind if I give her a little dance? Not at all. Go for it. Selling her, would you? No, I need it. <laughs> For what? To assassinate the president. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you want to do that for, mister? Hmm. Why did you kill that bird, asshole? <laughs> Mate, as soon as they came over. And sat down next to him. Yeah. I said to Jackson, they're both dead. Really? You picked it? Like, it was so obvious yeah. that was going to happen. Did you notice when they were talking, he was reloading yeah, the gun? Reloading the gun. Yeah, reloading the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. there's two, two bullets in there. <laughs> See you later. Um, yeah, uh, I think they've got Leary's file, and they're t you know, we know that he's an assassin now. They said, look, he couldn't adjust the civilian life. And then I think um, Horrigan says, what makes you think he's going to look like th these pictures? He'll be in disguise. We need, like, a photo alteration. Yep. Did you know? Did you like this little software they had back then, where they can make the yeah, little, it was, the differences. It in was his hair. pretty advanced for the, time, for the time, to be honest. Yeah, not bad for the time. So they're in the they're in the computer lab, and uh, they're they're altering his image, and his image changes on the computer, which I thought was pretty cool. But then we get through. Uh, they're looking through the images, and Al Al drops some news on him. Mm. Look, tomorrow morning, I'd like you to. I'm resigning tomorrow. Frank. What? 
What for? Just because you were scared down in Phoenix? Hell, I was scared too. You did your job. I have nightmares, Frank. About that boat with the plastic bag over my head. I, I can't breathe. Phoenix just clinched it. The service has counseling for this. I've been to the counselors, Frank. I've been to the counselors. Look, I need you, Al. We can get this I guy. I can't do it. Stop this cockamamie shit now, will you? <laughs> Come on, pal. I need you. And he actually convinces him to stay. Yeah, At the, the best, end of that scene, I think he goes cockamamie. Is that a the, the, the best part? Is where he says, use? "You know what? Your generation need to <laughs> need to adapt that, adopt that word. It doesn't it doesn't seem to pass through your generation." Yeah. And he gets him laughing. But yeah, he, he gets he, into he a great state. To stay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, again, another call, mm. and this is I reckon. I reckon is this where you reckon the the best best this, supporting actor Oscar comes 100%, in, mate? Spot so, on. Yep. This is rather remarkable little conversation. I saw a picture of uh, your friend lying on the floor with his throat cut. But you didn't see, Frank, what you couldn't possibly know is they sent my best friend, my comrade in arms to my home to kill me. Your voice is shaking. I never lied to you, Frank, and I never will. Why is it everyone who ever knew you said that you're a sick son of a bitch? Your colleagues, your wife? Uh, what does your wife say about you, Frank? Well, we're not talking about me. Frank, you of all people, I want you to understand. Why should because I understand? we both used to think that this country was a very special place. You don't know what I used to Oh, think. but you know about me? Do you have any idea what I've done for God and country? Some pretty fucking horrible things. <laughs> so this, that, this, honestly, solid. so good. But you know what I love about that? There's still that respect. He goes, I've never lied yes, to you and I yep. never will. No, that's right. There's still that closeness they've got. And also, own, there's, and there's, there's now a feeling of, okay, we know who you are. I know you can, I can talk about who I am. Mate, what I've done for this country is horrible. Yeah. Like he's, that's him, yeah. you know, painting that realization. He mentions too, he goes, I can't remember who I was before they sunk their claws into me. Yeah. But then now, this is what I love. Like earlier on, Booth says to him, he goes, what do you see when you're in the dark? Remember Booth asked him that? Yeah. But now our man Horrigan asks him the same question. What do you see when you're in the dark and the demons come? I see you, Frank. I see you standing over the grave of another dead president. That's not going to happen. I'm on to you. Fuck you, Frank. I am willing to trade my life for his. I am smart, and I am willing, and that is all it takes. That president is coming home from California in a fucking box. Where in California? Uh, with the address? <laughs> Come on, Frank. I'll keep you in the game, but I'm not going to throw it for you. <laughs> I want you to give yourself up. So I can live a long and fruitful life? Oh, we can work something out. Frank, don't fucking lie to me. I have a rendezvous with death. Oh, and so does the president. And so do you, Frank, if you get too close to me. You have a rendezvous with my ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Frank, do you know how easily I could kill you, Frank? Do you know how many times I've watched you go in and out of that apartment? You're alive because I have allowed you to live. So you show me some goddamn respect! Great. Boom. Really well done. But wow. this time they've got a location again. Yeah, well, it's California. So it's yeah. California. But for with him, yeah. No, no, the, the, the phone call location, they've, yeah. they've, they've tracked him down. Yeah. So there's a raid on. Yes. Which, and I love this. I really, really love this scene because 
you know, you get this wide shot of what is the, the building he's apparently yeah. in. Police get nice apartment building. It. Nice, looked like a <clears> castle. And your initial thought, or my initial thought was, okay, this is just a waste of time. He's not going to be there. Yeah. And Frank and Al are driving down the road, like trying to get there, but everyone's already there, right? Yeah. So they're they're last on the scene. Yeah. Driving down the road, but it's actually Al, Al who's driving. Him. Yeah. Who gets hang he on says, a minute, Frank, Frank, and starts reversing. Yeah. At that point, the run is on, and and there's yeah. actual physical chase. They climb on the roof. <laughs> He's running across the roof. I love how they jump from from building to Jumping building. From building to building. building. I love, a, at one point, he jumps and only just makes it. Gets up. Frank tries the same jump and doesn't make it. He's hanging on. Yeah. And then you see Leary peering over the edge, saying, asking him, do you want to take my hand? Like yeah, that was, yeah, what yeah. did you think of that moment? Yeah, it, was, it was awesome. I loved it. Take my hand, Frank. Take it. You don't, you'll die. Take it. You gonna shoot me, Frank, after I saved your life? So he pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Shit. The only way to save the president is to shoot me. Are you willing to do that? To trade your life for his? Or is life too precious? It's really cool though, because he because he because he grabs him and No, no, before that he puts he, he um booth. Yeah, he grabs puts the, it puts in his mouth. He goes, yeah, yeah. "There you go, go for your life," yeah. and then tosses him on the balcony. Yeah. Now that actually was Clint Eastwood hanging six yeah, stories wow. with a harness off that off that building. Yeah. John Malkovich improvised that putting the gun in his mouth. Ah. He wasn't supposed to do that. He put it in his mouth to say, "Yeah, you can't you can't miss now," yeah. sort of thing. So um, Wolfgang cool. Peterson liked it so much. He goes, "He left it left it in." Um, Clint Eastwood apparently started laughing off camera though when he saw um, Malkovich smiling with the gun. And you know, the, you know when there's a bit where he's sort of smiling a little bit yeah, with the gun. Right, okay. Like Clint Eastwood was laughing, <laughs> and he they, he kept it. He sort yeah. of he left it in. I thought it was funny. That's pretty cool. But so so but he Al swings, turns swings up, him on yeah. the balcony. Al's there trying to think whether he can get a shot off. And again, I'll tell you right now. I turned to Jackson and said, "Fuck, he's dead. He's dead." And yeah. he's just he's just he was going to resign. Yes. Frank talked him out of it. Yeah. So he fires off a shot, but Malkovich, bang, bang. Well, you go boom, and you don't see him, and then you see his body pop over the ledge, and he's got with, a bullet, hole, a bullet hole, hole. And then and then he gets an over, another crack at him. And blood out of his mouth. It's, oh, yeah. mate, fair dinkum. Now, I actually, because I actually thought the next scene would be Frank seeing his family or something, but I guess in yeah. the end, you don't need all that. It's nah. You've got the emotion of it. Like yeah. in my... In my heart, I'm 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 devastated for yeah, him and it his was family. Well, mate, so you, know you don't need to you don't need was, to drag it out anymore in the movie. He was struggling all movie. Poor old Al. Remember the the undercover work. He was going to resign. Al, by the Phoenix, way, Phoenix. Remember Phoenix? He got the gun at his head. He's thinking, what yeah, am I doing? Al, by the way, uh, the practice. Dylan is where, Dylan uh, McDermott. Yeah, 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 he, he was yeah. in the practice. A great yeah. TV show. Good stuff. Um, Frank uh, catching the bus home. He's got no ride. He's got anymore. no ride now anymore. Now that he's got no ride. He's at the bar and he's looking. That they've found a clue, but they've, they've in Leary's apartment, yes. they found a note with S W Skellum. Yeah. Now, apparently, if you use the method uh, described later, hmm. S W Skellum is actually the number phone number for Sony Pictures. <laughs> if you uh, want to dial it. Wow. Uh, he's at the bar looking at the clue, um, and he gets another call from his man Booth. Tell me about Skellum. You're barking up the wrong tree, Frank. Skellum's worthless. You're going to meet him in L.A.? It's 
late in the game and you're way behind, Frank. I'm way ahead. Look, Larry, I know what you look like. I've seen your eyes. Well, my eyes might look different next time. Not what's behind them won't. You better pray I don't find you, you prick. Pray? What, do you want to kill me, Frank? That's right. The irony's so thick you could choke on it. There's no fucking irony, Think, Mitch. Frank. Think. The same government that trained me to kill trained you to protect. Hmm. Yet now you want to kill me while up on that roof I protected you. They're going to write books about us, Frank. I'm tired of your bullshit, Mitch. Don't be a poor sport, Frank. Hmm? You could have taken me out, but you chose to save your ass. Don't cry about it now. Fair point. Yeah. Makes a fair point there. Absolutely. Uh, they're drawing blank on Skellum. They've got no idea what it is, but then they make a request to the chief of staff again. The election's in three weeks. You're asking me to commit political suicide. I'm asking you to stay out of California. If this guy is so smart, he's not going to come out and tell you where he's going to make an attempt. I don't think he'd lie to me. Well, isn't that sweet? You've become that close, have you? Look, people, California is the key to the whole damn race. We've narrowed the gap to five points. We can't let up now. We'll have to change our procedures, move them around in unmarked cars, uh, frisk everyone within 50 yards. Frisk people going into $10,000 plate dinners. You're overreacting again, Oregon. If I don't overreact, the president's dead. Why is he even here? I told you to keep him away from me. Frank's heading this investigation. Well, then let him investigate. As long as he doesn't come within sight of the president. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm in the middle of a campaign here. Again, the campaign comes first. Yep, it's you pretty know. wild. And uh, Given everything that's gone on, there's no way that would happen. You don't reckon? That, mate, there's no, reckon? Way, no they, way they what? would make changes. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. California, though, is the is the enchilada. The yep. big that's the big there's like how many electoral votes in California? That's, there's that's plenty. Right, yeah, exactly. Um anyway, Reigns, you see Reigns there talking about the advance for LA, a lot of work that needs to be done. Um he said, look, you know, they're talking about it. Look, uh, he'll think he goes, look, uh, he wants to be he asked to be on the advance team. Mm. And and he he'll think he says he he probably won't want you because he'll, he'll think you'll begin to overreact. He goes, look, I, he, he said he spotted him already. I, I can anticipate this bloke, and he he now thinking this bastard killed my partner, mm. and then realizes I'm the only active agent who's lost a president. Yeah. So he's uh, he feels a bit of pressure on him. Uh, we see Booth is in his hotel room getting ready to disguise himself again. Did you like yeah. this bit? This was awesome where you saw him slowly changing. Yeah. So he was pulling out different plastic noses. This, so what this did, yeah. the, he had he had eye glasses, everything. Yeah. But this was Weak. a this was a real life composition of that earlier computer screen thing yeah. where, that, that merged the the that characters. Was good. That so was he had good. the 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 computer sketches that went through a kind of transition, and this this Ooh. was a uh, a real life moment of that. The Bonaventure Hotel, which I've oh. actually is in downtown LA. I've actually been to this hotel. Okay. And it's not far from the big gunfight in Heat. Remember Heat, the big okay. gunfight in the Very after good. the bank robbery? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very popular. Uh, in the Bonaventure, Frank arrives and again we're seeing Booth slowly changing his yep. little this time lapse happening. Yeah. Uh in the security, did you like this? The security around the hotel, they're checking manholes, yep. mailboxes being removed. They put a sticker. Across the manhole, the manhole to say, to say it's been, been checked. Um, Booth getting ready is in his car on his way to a fundraiser. Booth at LAX. He's just arrived in LA. Booth is in his rental car. He goes to a self-storage locker. 
So he goes to the locker and then he pulls out a rabbit's foot. Did you see On his keys, bit? yeah. So it's his but key there's ring. enough room inside it that he puts the bullets in puts it. Puts three bullets in it. Because that's, that's a the thing. It's all well and good to get the resin gun through the, yeah. through the metal detector. You need a bullet. Yeah. But you need bullets. And the bullets, like you can't put them out on a tray. Someone will uh, see them. But... We think about all your keys you've ever put out of on on a tray. Yeah. Not a, not an X-ray scanner, just a metal detector, and then a security guard. You just put the keys down; they uh, just hand it back to you. And you're done. So boom. it was genius. He thought honest. it out. Yeah. Did you reckon that rabbit's foot could have fit three bullets though? Was it, was it big enough? It was pretty. It was a strange size. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Frank is double checking the exits. He uh, freaks he's got out a over list. a bellboy. He doesn't. He grabs, he grabs a hotel worker, the bellboy. Uh, and, and it's all, and there's the a film TV crew. crew. Yeah, yes, yeah. TV crews films the whole thing. And um, but then we see our man Carney has uh, finally arrived, and he meets up with the uh, campaign manager. Finally, with me. You are James Carney. You must be Sandy Riggs. I was starting to wonder if you really existed, or maybe you were an angel sent down to help the party. <laughs> I'm very much human. Well, good then. Let's have a drink. You know they're gonna bar up at the top of this place. Beautiful. One of you. When does the president arrive? Uh, tomorrow evening, just in time for dinner. Which reminds me, here's your invitation. Don't lose that, will you, James? The Secret Service has been driving me bonkers over these things. I got you a great seat. It's just a stone throw away from the president himself. And so this is where it all makes sense. Yeah. The checks, the, the donor, donations. Invitation. He's been making big donations to get the clout to say, I want to be at this dinner. I want to be near the president. Send yeah. another 10 grand to sit at the dinner. And, yeah. and hey, presto, he's... Uh, so that, that's the goal, yeah. to, uh, to be That near, was how yeah. he was going to get near the president, yeah. and that's his goal, to kill him. That's it. Um, Frank, uh, looking at the list of dinner guests, and he asked, who is the event organiser? Now, this was a great little scene where... Leary is talking, or Carney is talking to him about how, you know, Japanese and American businesses yeah. are different. Japan plans for the future. America yep. does it now. And Frank actually puts his head beside yes. Carney yeah, yeah, and yeah. the campaign manager says, can I talk to you for a minute? They were that close to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, no. Anyway, he pulls him away. And then I think the other guy goes, oh, who was that? He goes, oh, Carney goes, oh, Secret Service. Yeah. He tells him, he, sort of, he knows him, of course. Secret Service, mate. So uh, I'm thinking, wow, how close was he? He was right there. Yeah. Uh, Frank is showing him pictures now, the campaign manager. Yeah, the and campaign manager. And he goes, nah, mate. Right. I guess I've been through this with the Secret Service. He's sort of got the shits with him. Yeah. Thinking, mate, I've had enough. I don't recognize any of these people. Yeah. But now you've got Reigns. Lily's on the phone. Yep. And he's, she's being told that because he beat up that bellboy on TV, he's got to be out. He he's can't out. be on the detail anymore. Um, and this is where he – but she says, on whose orders? And he says, the travelers. Travelers. So the president. So from the president. Is out. Get him off. Yeah. You're done. Um, yeah. and you know, they, they meet up inside the presidential suite. Yeah. Frank goes inside. Reigns comes to tell him the bad news that they, yeah. they don't want you. They want you to go to San Diego, uh, prepare for the, in the advanced team for San Diego. And everyone's sort of talking about, she's asking like, what happened in Dallas? And he's mentioning the fact that everyone had their theories about what happened there. He questioned whether I had the guts to take that fatal bullet. God, that was a beautiful day. Son of God. Been raining all morning, air was first shot, sounded like a firecracker. I looked over and I saw him, I, I could tell he was hit. Don't know why I didn't react. I should have reacted. I should have been running flat out. I just couldn't believe it. That little passage there 
if you've yeah. watched the movie JFK and any other theory about the bullets that hit JFK, yeah, back and to the left. Yeah, he mentions <laughs> here when he's talking to Lily about the first shot, and he said he could tell that he was hit. That's actually not correct. Right. The first shot in reality was a miss. It hit the curb. Hit the curb. And uh, left a gouge in the curb. It was the second shot that hit JFK in the back and then going on to hit Connolly in the front seat. Yeah. The third was the fatal headshot. Right. So, yeah, he made a little mistake there. We see Frank getting dropped off. He's off to San Bit Diego. Bit of flying high going on here. Yeah. He goes in the red zone. He goes yes. from, from uh, floating and unloading. I thought the exact same thing. I laughed so yeah. much. Um, I laughed at that more than I did the flying high movie. There no, you jokes. go. Oh, come on, mate. Come on. <laughs> Uh, then he asks about the San Diego office number. This is yeah, where the our young, man Josh Molina, yep. our little young young West, he, he, he spells the number six one nine ukulele. What? But he spells it out with letters yeah. and, and he spells it U K E L E L E. Seven uh, numbers, seven letters. And, and so inside the airport, Frank's trying to dial ukulele, and he's thinking, "Hang on a minute." And that's when he has this moment of going, "Hang on, Skellum." Yeah. And so he looks at the note and he realises that's a code for a for a number. Yeah, and then remember it said SW Skellum. And yep. so when he rings up, they go Southwest Savings yeah. SW. Yeah. He goes, hang on a minute. So he uh, he calls the number. They ask for the address. He hops in a cab, and he's look he's looking for a name. Like who's in charge of new accounts? He goes, oh well, she was, she was but she murdered. was murdered. Went, what? Um, meanwhile, and he, he think he says just. Um, fax me. Yeah, he said, but in in the meantime, oh, that's, yeah, yeah Fra Leary's putting, hiding the gun pieces yep. in his pants. So yep. he's, he's obviously got that planned out. Um, Frank realizes that she was murdered and from Minneapolis. Um, she, this is him on the phone to back to to Lily saying, yeah. she was murdered from Minneapolis. Like, And he goes, look, look, Frank, we can't do anything. They want to put on a big show here. We can't just stop it. Yeah. So he says, look, Get a list of the new accounts in the last six months. Fax me the list as soon as you get them. Yeah. So he heads back to the Bonaventure. All agents are in position. So they're waiting now for the presidential arrival. Now, did you like this bit where they're looking at pictures of people as they're walking in? Mm -hmm. And the, the guy looks past Carney. Carney's right there. They look at Carney's photo and they, he goes past yeah. it. Carney sets off a metal detector. I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. He empties his pockets, the rabbit's foot. He puts it out on the tray. Like you said, they take it on the other side of the metal yeah. detector. See you Hand later. Over. Yeah. President arrives. So in the ballroom, Carney's at a table. I like how above table he's all talking and friendly and under yeah, the table he's the table putting he's the, gun to put the gun together. Yeah. President enters. Frank's rushing back in a taxi. Meanwhile, Leary's putting bullets into the gun. He drops one. Did you like this? He drops yeah, one. Yeah. He sort of gets to get down there and think, yeah, we better get this gun back together again. Frank, meanwhile, runs back inside and is asking for the list. Frank! What are you doing here, Frank? Watts is going to shit if he Did sees you. Did you for me? Yeah, just now. What is it? What's this about? What the hell is going on, Frank? So he's got the list of, from the bank, mm. and he's got a list from the event. And he's, so he's quickly... Meanwhile, the president's wandering through the tables, getting closer yeah, yeah, yeah. to Carney. And then Watts catches him again and says, what the hell are you doing? What the hell is he doing here? I don't know. Oh, again, who the hell gave you permission? He's here. His name is Jim Carney. You're not on this bus. I want the damn city charge. Give him the charge. So he finds out it's table number and he, four, and he can look. He looks up. He can and see him. He can see him standing there. He's got he's got the napkin over, over the, gun the gun in his hand. 
<laughs> and he just piss bolts. He doesn't yell. Yeah. It, like it doesn't doesn't call. Yeah. You know, radio. He runs. Yeah. Halfway along, he yells, "Gun!" and dives. He just dives. Boom! And he and and you see Carney fully <clears throat> outstretched arm about to shoot the president dead. Yeah. And then our man Horrigan dives in front of the bullet. Cop literally takes a bullet for the president. Yeah. Yep. Like he said he was willing to do. And uh, and there and then pandemonium breaks out, so everyone rushes out. Carney takes Frank hostage yeah. into the lift. Now, like don't by reckon, the neck. Don't you reckon by now there would be four million Secret Service agents would have swarmed? My him by number now. one thing here yeah. was he drags him into a lift, and then two seconds later, Lily arrives, and yeah. the lift's already closed. I'm like, lift doors close so slow. Yeah. That's just did stupid. You, did you love it? How in the in they're all the the them taking the president out the back door. It was like it was like almost funny by the end of it. I don't think his feet touched the ground. He was just no, being that's rushed, exactly how it happened. Being rushed right? out, right? Uh, anyway, meanwhile in the lift, you see our man uh, Carney knocking out the light bulbs, yeah, because... and taking ripping off his disguise, and um, then you hear that. Uh, remember, they're they're having a chat about. I think Frank mentioning about he got hurt. He, he hurt his ribs. You had the guts, Frank. You took the bullet. I broke my damn ribs. Sorry, I wasn't aiming at you. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't aiming at you. <laughs> That's funny. funny. Uh, but Frank puts his earpiece in he's while, got, while he's taking he's his, his mic- makeup off and everything. But he ta- puts his earpiece back in. But how obvious was it that he had his little radio in his hand, that the wire was well, under his thing? It was like, how pretty, obvious? Oh, pretty... I know it was dark, but yeah. you'd think he would have would have seen that. And he turns out he had a bulletproof vest on, luckily. So Yes, he says, he says Look, you, know, you, he, play, he you played a good game. And then I think as he's talking, Lily down the bottom, Agent Range is thinking, are you talking to me, Frank? I made you a goddamn hero today. You didn't make me anything. I redeemed your pathetic, shitty life. I just did my job. You're the one with the fucking pathetic life. Go ahead and shoot, damn it. They can't see inside. If they fire, you'll be hit. I want you to thank me first, Frank. Shut up and shoot. All right, Frank. All right, Frank. Shooters, stand by to fire. Wait for my command. Sleep well, my friend. Just one thing. Aim high. What? Aim high. Now. You bastard! Right at that real, right at that moment, Leary saw saw the the microphone and realized that he's talking. And then he sort of slips over the edge and. Frank tries to return the favour. Hold, grab my hand. Remember what happened before? Yeah. Grab my hand, and then he says, "Nah, mate. Oh man, let's go." Has See a solid, later. solid uh, free fall. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he says, and he said, "You want to save me, Frank?" Remember before he let mm. go of his hand, mm. and he lets go, crashes into the glass roof of the lobby. Of course, it's a glass roof. Frank comes down to the lobby. People are cheering him, including the chief of staff, Harry, mm. who was there about to show. He's talking to the media. You can hear him talking to the media about yeah. what a hero Frank is yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but he and brushes I think, him. I think he says as he walked past, "Guess I overreacted again." <laughs> Frank is swamped by the press. But then some time passes now, and then he gets asked this question: Agent Horrigan, why are you retiring from the Secret Service? Well, because I hate desk work, and I'm too old to go running alongside limousines. And thanks to you people plastering my picture up everywhere, I, I'm no good for undercover work. It's <laughs> a good line. Fraser's dad turns up with the presidential limo. <clears throat> yes. Here's a limo for him. So, in other words, good job. Yep, well done. Uh, the last scene is him with Agent Reigns at the Lincoln Memorial. And I think he's a funny thing. I'll bet you that white pigeon takes off before that black, the black pigeon. And, yeah. Uh, he goes, what makes you think that? He goes, I know things about pigeons. <laughs> and that was, that's, the, that's it there then. 
Then we'll let's have a. There's a couple of favourite quotes. Uh, the first one uh, being that. Hang on, let me get to it. The first one. I think this was earlier in the movie. It's strange that the only sympathy I get these days is from a would-be assassin or a woman I tend to annoy. <laughs> would you care to dance? <laughs> would you care to dance? I remember that was at the ball at, yeah. the, at the French Embassy. Uh, and th- this is the line you already uh, you already previewed, mate. Damn. I got to put all that shit back on. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. It's a good he line. It, it really is. Righto. <clears throat> How did that happen? A couple of plot holes yep. here. Now, um, Lily, her gown for the party scene, not quite appropriate female Secret Service attire. Really? Yeah, that dress she had on, not really good for Secret Service. It would prevent her from performing her duties should there be an attempt on the president's Which life. Which is essentially the joke that was being made about yeah. where would you keep your so gun. So a female agent would be instead wearing dress pants yeah. and more practical shoes. She had high heels on as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, in the scene where the counter snipers are trying to get a sight on Leary, yep. remember it's too dark? Hello, night vision. <laughs> they can see. These, these Secret Service counter snipers have night vision goggles. They could have spotted him in one second. Things you might not know, uh, in response to legal issues and in accordance with the Undetectable Firearms Act of 1988, the prop that was made had to be destroyed. Remember yeah, the prop right. gun? Yeah, yeah. Because it was an undetectable firearm? Yeah, right. Destroyed it. Had to destroy it after they finished the movie. Wow. So, yeah, so it was that good. Now, the character of Frank Horrigan was actually based on a real Secret Service agent. Interesting. Named Clint Hill. He was in uh, on President John F. Kennedy's detail in Texas. He later, he, he did a famous interview on 60 Minutes. He broke down on in a live interview on 60 Minutes saying he felt responsible for the president's death because he didn't react quickly enough. Um, the interview of Hill regarding his career had a real impact and you can you can actually watch it on YouTube, that interview. It's wow. a really moving interview about this old-timer Secret Service agent who regretted uh, not saving the president. Wow. Uh, did you notice, remember the Secret Service inspecting the manhole covers Yeah. Uh, before the presidential motorcade and they placed the sticker as a seal? In reality, manhole covers in this scenario are welded in place. Yeah. They weld them so you can't access them. Yeah, right. So if it's on the presidential route and if there's a little sticker there, what's to stop someone cutting the sticker and putting a bomb under there? So they actually weld the manhole covers shut. Jesus. So the president, there's no risk there. There you go. Three questions for Trev. Okay, hit me. Does the president go on to win re-election? No. You don't reckon? Why not? Because It wouldn't like have generated it. some sympathy for him, a presidential an assassination it right, it probably would have actually. Yeah, I reckon yeah, he wins. Unfortunately. Me, he I reckon he wins. Yeah, yeah. Question two, does Frank retire or open a successful security consultancy firm? Oh, he's definitely going on to a consultancy. You reckon? No doubt. Okay. Question three, do Frank and Lily end up together? Um, I, I struggle with it because of the age gap. I think she annoys, he annoys the shit out of her and they don't. Yeah. Yeah. The, pig, the old, pigeon thing was He's the an last old line. misogynist. He's set in his ways and yeah. she's, yeah, she's got yeah. a career. It doesn't and, make sense. Yeah, okay. no. Righto. That was in the line of fire, mate. I'd like to hear your wrap up and rating. I enjoyed it a lot because obviously it's, it was a, it's real. the realism. Yeah. Um, it was a relatable, like it was an understandable yeah. story. I Thrilling really show, it. a thriller. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an absolute thriller. Um, Malkovich is amazing. Genius. As is Clint Eastwood. Like, yeah. Let's be clear. That's great. 
I, I think the cast was amazing. I think it was shot really, really well. The only thing I hated was those green screen moments. Yeah, there was a couple of those. That was a bit frustrating. Yep. Um, like, how hard is it to get a thousand people together and put a fake rally on? Like, that's a day's work. Maybe. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, Budget restrictions. I don't know. Oh, give it a rest. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's a eight and a half for me. Oh well, okay. Well, it's a solid nine for me. Yep. I've, I've, I'm a big fan of Clint. I'm a big fan of Malkovich and Peterson. Clint Eastwood and Malkovich, top of their game in this movie. That was watching these two actors go at each other yeah. was awesome. Yep. Well, I'm glad you liked that one, mate. Perfect. My record is intact again. It's going okay. Let's talk about next week, shall we? Are you a fan of horror movies? No, not at all. Good, because next week we're watching the original. Halloween. Are you kidding? Is it a horror movie? A horror movie. Man, I don't want to watch a horror movie. Released in 1978. No, I do not want to watch a horror movie. Too bad. Released Mate, in 1978. 19- what are you doing to me? Can you do this podcast on your own? Released in 1978, oh. starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasance. Now, you got to answer. Here's your millionaire question, okay? Yeah. Don't panic, mate. Come on. Halloween was directed by A, Wes Craven, B, Sam Raimi, C, George Romero, or D, John Carpenter? Where's Craven? I reckon did Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. He did. I think that's a Dorothy Dixon. I think that's a that's a, that's a furphy there to, to get oh, me aside. Oh, really? I don't know anyone else, so B. Sam Raimi? I don't, I don't know. It was John Carpenter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just indeed. knew it wasn't Wes Craven. John Carpenter. that name in. This was an, an independent film uh, that went on to become one of the most successful independent films of all time. Spawned a thousand sequels and prequels and you know what. But this was the it. original. It's not It's not jump out scary. It's, 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 trust me, watch it with Jackson. It's not no too way. bad. It's not too bad. There's maybe a couple of little n- brief nudity scenes in it that, which he'll enjoy, but not too bad. <laughs> Do you want to watch it together? So I'm gonna hold your hand a little bit, or oh, just, I don't want to watch. I've never seen a horror movie. Well, you are now, mate. Halloween. Oh, what next week? 1978. Is it Halloween version. or Halloween? Halloween. Halloween. I don't know. Halloween. It's Halloween. Halloween. All right. Well, okay. until then, mate. Enjoy. But that was in the line of fire. We're glad you enjoyed that. But next week it's Halloween. Thanks, Trev. Oh no.